Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about film set fatalities. But before we get into that, if you are new here, hello, welcome. Thank you for checking out the show. Returning spooksters, welcome back. We are so happy to have you here. And for those that are new, if you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at 3 Girls. And we also have our Facebook group, which is the best place on the internet. It is Three Spooked Girls Official. We do book club. We have episode discussion threads, gift exchanges. We had just wrapped up Secret Satan. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that. It went really, really well. Thank you to Kelly and Ashley, two of our mods that ran that for us. We love you guys so much. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. Five and up, you get ad-free episodes that air a day early. And we also have revamped everything. Those little updates will be coming starting the first. So if you want to get in on extra content and support your ghouls, head on over there. And we also have our spookster shop where I do tarot readings. Jessica does blind date books. And then we have some other fun stuff every so often as well. All of that's in the link tree in the show notes for you. Definitely check all the things out. But yeah, so that's really all I got for that. So I went ahead and made us a list of 10 different movies that had deaths happen on set while filming. We kind of talked about a similar subject like a couple, fuck, three, almost four years ago now. We did curse movie <laughs> sets. It's true. But this is this is different. This is just around the deaths. And if you guys like this, I found a ton more, unfortunately, and I can make a part two. So just make sure you let me know. I know, right? That's not like a great thing. But fun fact about my list of 10 here is that the first movie is over 100 years old. Oh, shit. Yes. So, which is crazy to say, because it's like, you think 100 years ago, and you're like, fuck, no, that technology didn't exist. Yeah, it did. So, <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. 
So number one is The Skyway Man. It came out in 1920. So on the night of August 2nd, 1920, in the last stunt planned for the film's shooting schedule, there was... The last was, stunt? Yeah, the last stunt. Oh, shit. Yes. It's like planes and stuff. There was a plane that was supposed to do this type of tailspin type of situation, and it was called a suicide dive. Mm-hmm. And this was performed by Ormer Locklear. And the searchlights that they had in the area, they needed to be turned off during filming this part. Obviously, if they're filming in the dark, they got to have the lights on to fucking see what they're doing, I guess. But yeah, no, said lights did not get turned off. And they don't know for sure, obviously. But Locklear was either blinded by the lights or it caused him to kind of get disoriented and he lost his bearings. If you want to avoid boring, basic and bland gifts this year, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. Here are a few gifts that I found on their site. They have some really cute, unique things. Like you can get a custom snowflake ornament made that has your name as kind of the makeup of it, which I think is really cool. Even like cards on like how to speak dog, or if you're into like making gourmet cocktails, you can get a smoker. There's just so many fun things on there that you can get customized or make personal, even like a create your own hot sauce kit. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products often are made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts you can find just anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash spookedgirls. That's uncommongoods.com slash spookedgirls for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're out of the ordinary. So he ended up crashing and was killed on impact. And he was 28 years old when this happened. And the horrific thing is that the movie studio, they rushed production and included footage from the plane accident. Stop it. Yeah. Gross. Mm hmm. Film industry has always been disgusting. <laughs> Okay, and we got another old one. So number two is The Warrens of Virginia, and this came out in 1924. So Martha Mansfield was still in costume, and basically she was dressed like a Southern belle, and somebody used a match to light a cigarette, and her clothing caught on fire. Oh, no. Her co-star managed to contain the flames using his overcoat he was wearing, and they tried to tear the dress away from her body. It was actually one of the chauffeurs 
and he got burnt in the process. But sadly, her injuries were just too severe. She ended up passing away the next morning on November 30th, 1923. But it is noted that because they did remove the dress, her face and neck were not burned. And there were reports initially that said the match was struck by somebody in the car. And then later they're like, wait, just kidding. We don't know where it came from. And then basically they were like trying to put blame on her and be like, maybe she did it. And it's like, "Mm, why is she going to set herself on fire? Maybe she accidentally dropped a match or something. Yeah, possibly. But at the time of her death, her her part in this movie was already completed for the most part. So basically, they just, you know, they it says her scenes were pared down and another actress was reported as the star of the film rather than her. So like she became a smaller character and they used what they had. And then they just kind of went on and finished the movie. Jesus. Such a weird thing. I mean, they do that now still when that happens. No, 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 no. I meant like her just getting caught on fire from a fucking match. So I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but like when I was in high school, I was a docent at our local Adobe. Yeah. And for those of you who don't live in California, that's a house. (laughs) (laughs) It's an old timey house made of Adobe bricks. And we'd have to wear like, 1850s garb and so i would be Mm -hmm. in this like dress and i was one of the was one of the players who could wear a hoop skirt but i was petrified of working in the kitchen because i swear i was gonna catch on fire and Mm. every time they'd be like okay you're gonna work in the kitchen i would go into like a full-blown panic attack oh and i apparently was right too yeah you were good thing you didn't know the story then oh no i would have like just made it worse (laughs) you'd be like i'm gonna die now Alrighty, number three is the twi- is Twilight Zone the movie from 1983. So with this one, there was a helicopter crash on the set of this movie, and this killed actor Vic Morrow and two child actors, Renee Shin Chen and Micah Din Lee in July of 1982. So basically what happened was the tail rotor of the helicopter was hit by debris from explosives that had been detonated for the scene. It was supposed to be depicting Vietnam. And the main rotor of the helicopter struck and killed the three of them as the aircraft pitched itself into a river. And it said that the film's director, John Landis, was charged with involuntary manslaughter in connection with the deaths as were four other members of the film crew, including the helicopter pilot. Trial for this lasted almost a year and nine, and then they deliberated for nine days. The jury acquitted all five of them in May of 1987. And in the aftermath of this accident, the Directors Guild of America created a safety committee to put in place safety guidelines. That's good. I always yeah. like, I mean, it's always tragic when something like that happens, but it's always nice when something comes out of it in like a productive way. Right. I know. That's, that's the thing. So number four is Cover Up. And this was a 1984 TV series. So the actor John Eric Hexum accidentally shot himself in the head 
while playing Russian roulette on the set in October of 1984. He was 26. He had loaded three empty cartridges and two gunpowder-filled blanks into a high-powered handgun before firing the gun, according to a detective. He sustained a fractured skull and underwent five hours of surgery, and he died several days later. The police ruled it an accident. That happens. I remember yeah. when, like, those, like, airsoft guns became really popular, like, in, like, the mm-hmm. early two th- the early aughts, remember? I said that the other day. I was like, it's so weird. But I remember there was someone, I remember a kid put it to his head and he didn't think it would like do anything. But like, it was like the CO2 charged one and it like shot himself in the head and it like fractured his skull. Yeah, it was a big deal. We knew somebody who like always was fucking shooting me with an airsoft gun. Yeah. And I was like, I will literally shoot you back in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He would just, like, shoot. Like, I'd be, like, walking, and he'd, like, shoot me for, like, no reason. I had welts constantly. He thought it was so fun. Oh, man. I wanted to push him off a cliff. <laughs> that shit hurts. Uh, but, you okay, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know what that, that story made me think of was how in Tiger King, how that one kid oh, was messing around yeah. and shot himself in the head and died? Oh, my God. Can I just say that the way that they, like, advertised what happened to him definitely sounded like somebody killed him. Yeah. I don't know. But I think about that still, even, like, years later after watching it. I'm like, I feel so bad for that dude who fucking saw it happen. Oh, that poor guy. He was just. Oh, my God. The reason I knew it was an accident is, like, the look on his face. Yeah. Oh, my God. I really hope he got therapy and help and oof. Oof. I think either that or he was into the meth that they were all into, so. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. Either way. So number five, halfway into our list, is one that probably y'all, if you've looked into any of this kind of stuff, you know, but I had to include it. It is The Crow that released in 1994. So Brandon Lee, for those of you that don't know, he was an actor and the son of Bruce Lee died in March of 1993 during filming of this movie after being shot with a gun that was supposed to fire blank cartridges. The tip of a 44 caliber bullet had become lodged in the gun's barrel in filming during a close-up scene and dislodged when a blank cartridge was fired. The bullet pierced his abdomen, damaging several organs and lodging into his spine. I knew that. And, yeah. And an exec producer on the movie said that at the time that when a blank is fired, a piece of soft wadding normally comes out of the gun, but instead, the bullet came out. And police, they investigated it, obviously, and they found no evidence of criminal wrongdoing and no charges were ever filed for his death. That's good, though, I guess. Yeah. All right, so number six is Triple X with Vin Diesel. This came out in 2002. And so one of the stuntmen that worked on this film was named Harry O'Connor. And filming for this, they were in Prague for the movie. And one stunt was that Harry would parasail along one of the rivers and be pulled up by a speedboat towards the Palaki Bridge. So basically when they did this, he passed under the bridge with just some inches to spare 
and then drop into a submarine while the parachute crashed against the bridge railing. So they filmed this like numerous times. And after multiple takes that were, he totally nailed the stunt. It was good to go, whatever. He said he wanted to do one more because he thought he could do better. And on his last take, he was slammed into one of the bridge's stone pillars and he died. Yeah. And he was only 45 years old. That's hard. Because it's like, they probably all were like, the fuck? Right. I remember that movie. Yeah. My dumbass fun story about that one before I move on. I wanted to Google it to, to like get the year. Uh-huh. And I didn't think about what I was doing. <laughs> <gasps> you just typed in triple X. I love it. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. And then I put Vin Diesel and then I was fine. <laughs> You're like porn. Porn. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, that is not that movie. <laughs> There's probably a version of that movie, but that's that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, and now I feel like I need to like find we'll the see if porn there petty parody. <laughs> Listen, there's like a porn parody. Oh my god, sorry guys. There's like a porn parody for fucking everything, so I'm sure there is. You have Are to you start looking? that off. Yeah, you have to start this the search off with porn parody. <laughs> Apparently they just want me to watch porn with Vin Diesel in it. That's just what I keep popping. <laughs> oh. Alright. Well, we're gonna move on now. Anyways. We're not gonna watch that. Also, yeah. when I did that, it brought up the it brought up two actual movies. It's Return of Xander mm-hmm. Cage and then State of the Union. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, good times. All right. Good wow. times. Okay, number seven is Midnight Rider from 2014. <laughs> so for this movie, Sarah Jones was a camera assistant and she died on set in February of that year. So she was killed while helping prepare a shot that involved placing a bed across the tracks of a CSX railroad line. After two trains passed, crew members on the film believed they would have a safe interval to get the shot, part of a planned dream sequence. But a third train appeared, moving at a high speed through the set, killing Miss Jones and injuring others. And... Right. And later that year, her family reached a settlement over a lawsuit for her death. The terms of the settlement weren't disclosed. And in 2015, the director, Randall Miller, pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter and served a year in jail. He was also sentenced to 10 years of probation. Kind of thoughts on that, but... I mean, you can say that. I mean, it's just, that is so accidental, like... I get like negligence, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Number eight is Resident Evil, the final chapter, which came. I keep wanting to say published, but that's not the right word. It released in 2016. So this is another stunt person. This one was Olivia Jackson. She was the stunt double for Mila Jovovich. And she was severely injured when filming a sequence for the movie in South Africa in September of 2015. So while riding a motorcycle, she collided with a piece of camera equipment. So this almost killed her, leaving her with multiple injuries, including disfigurement, several nerves torn out of her spinal cord, and a partly amputated left arm. So she lived. But in April of 2020, 
The high court in South Africa ruled in favor of her against one of the companies involved in the movie. But two months later, after she was injured, another crew member from this movie, Ricardo Cornelius, died after a Humvee slid off a rotating platform and crushed him against a wall. Oh, shit. Yeah. So not only did she get totally fucking fucked up, someone died too. All in the same movie. Like, Jesus fuck. Which was why I included it. So number nine is The Walking Dead. And apparently the series finale is on November 20th. I didn't know because I don't really watch it. But yeah. So. I don't like the sounds they make, so I can't watch it. <laughs> You're like, I don't it, watch it. It's not even that it scares me. It's that it literally gives me anxiety. So John Burnecker, he was a stuntman. He died in July of 2017 after falling off a balcony in Georgia. So he had been an active stuntman since 2009. He had been in movies such as Get Out and The Fate of Furious. So his cause of death was blunt force trauma, which makes sense because, you know, he fell off a fucking balcony. Right. And they obviously shut down production for season eight temporarily after the accident. Now, his family also filed a wrongful death suit in early 2018 against AMC Networks and the production company, claiming that they had failed to make the show with appropriate safety measures. The suit claims that some fall protection was in place, but that airbags and spotters were not used and that the padding did not fully cover the area below the fall. And he landed on his head slash shoulder area. And in 2019, in December of 2019, a jury found AMC Networks to be not negligent, but awarded more than $8,000 in civil damages. The Georgia Court of Appeals overturned the decision in March of 2021. So. So they didn't have to pay shit. No. Even though the $8,000 was really medial. Because that show was fucking popular. No, it was $8 million, Oh, not 8, I heard 8000 and I was like, shit, that's like not a lot. <laughs> no, it was $8 million. No, 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 it was $8 million. That's like a slap in the face to his family, overturning that like that. But yeah, Jesus. All right. So, my friends, we have made it to our, our last movie on this list today. And it is Rust from 2021. <gasps> so. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know you know what it is. So, the October 23rd death of cinematographer Helena Hudgens is still at the center of a fierce debate about gun safety on sets. So Alec Baldwin, he was the star of this film and producer, accidentally shot and killed Hudgens and injured the director, Joel Souza, with a prop gun. Investigators now believe the firearm was loaded with a lead projectile, quote, or a live round of ammunition. Approximately 500 rounds were recovered from set. And since this tragedy occurred, information has surfaced about the production's unsafe working conditions, the inexperience of armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and the assistant director Dave Hall's history of onset injuries. So those two have retained lawyers and experts and have weighed in about the likelihood they will face of criminal charges. And on October 30th, Alec joined the growing chorus of voices who are calling for limitations or alternatives to using firearms on set. 
Others have pointed out that fatal onset accidents involving firearms are few and far between thanks to safety measures that are mandated for the handling of weapons on sets. I just remember when that happened. One, I was, I really liked how Alec Baldwin handled the situation. He came out and like admitted that he, I mean, he was the one who pulled the trigger. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. They were testing a gun and you're right. There was, so that we don't actually know like what exactly hit them. Mm -hmm. I remember when it happened and I just remember thinking like, fuck. He's going to live with that the rest of his life, that he was doing his job. Right. And something went wrong and it caused someone to die. And I just imagine like, because how I kind of imagined that the situation happened is he's handed a gun from a prop person. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then it went from there. And so. So you, you, yeah, you fully expect it to be like. Prop ready. Good to go. (laughs) Yeah. I can't imagine. Right, like, my thought is, like, I get that he's the producer of it, but, like, you think by the time that you hand it to the talent, it has been vetted and everything, and so, like, why would he think of it not being, why would he, right, why would he think to stop and check it himself? Yeah, so. And we don't even know if he had the firearm expert to know, expertise to know. Right, exactly. That's scary. I remember that because people were calling for, like, Alec Baldwin to be arrested mm-hmm. right and i was like no he I didn't remember. fake a murder right what the fuck all right y'all well that is gonna go ahead and wrap us up for today i hope you found that interesting thank you guys for listening i have more saved so if you would like a part two let us know and we will do that but we're gonna go ahead and sign off and we will see you back here on thursday bye guys bye